Yes, welcome back to How Did I Get Here? This is, of course, the show where we ask people, well, how did you get here? And it's another interesting episode today because the person I'm talking to, well, they're still very young, but they're doing some pretty incredible things. Abby Kelly is my guest. Now, she is the founder of the Rainbow Shoelace Project, and I'll let her explain that in just a moment. She started it at just 12 years old. Abby joins me today. Abby, hello. Thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me. So, first off, like in your own words, what is the Rainbow Shoelace Project? So, the Rainbow Shoelace Project is something that I started in March of 2022 mm-hmm. when I was just starting Year 7. Um, so, I was obviously very fresh out of primary school. Like, I was very scared to start this big new place. Um, and I just felt really alone. I identify as um, queer mm-hmm. and... I just, like, high school just felt so daunting and I felt so isolated from everyone else. So I had these little rainbow beads on my shoelaces, which I had had for a while um, prior to starting the Rainbow Shoelace Project, but I ended up taking them off before starting high school because it it was my small way of showing who I was and I didn't want to show who I was because I was so scared of, you know, being bullied or the homophobia I might experience. And, you know, it took me a while, but... I I then learned that I was definitely not the only one feeling this way. Like, I had friends and peers feeling that way. So I thought, why not start something that's so discreet but can help people so much? You know, the Rainbow Shoelace Project, you said it came out of a place of, you know, wanting to show who you are and not mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, bow down to bullies. Is that something you've seen a lot with people you've interacted with uh, through the Rainbow Shoelace Project? Definitely. I It has helped people so much more than I thought it would. Um, You know, I want to tell this quick story that I love telling people. Um, So there was a doctor and um, he had beads on his shoelaces and he had a patient come in. He was about 50 years old and um, he looked down and saw the beads on on the doctor's shoelaces and he was like, oh, what do those mean? So then the doctor explained what the Rainbow Shoelace Project is and this 50-year-old man who had never come out to anyone in his life after hearing about how this doctor was a supportive person, came out as gay to this doctor. Wow, that's really and really telling, yeah. I know, it's really powerful. And um, our kind of, our motto, our like kind of how the project ties it together is you normally see rainbows when you're looking up in the sky and when you're experiencing homophobia and bullying, you tend to look down and hide yourself in the world. But... Just by coming across someone with these rainbow beads on their shoelaces, it can completely change your way that you view yourself and you view your own sexuality and it can make you feel so much more comfortable being who you are. Mm. Now, Abby, you're joining us today from Broken Hill all the way in rural New South Wales. Growing up as a queer teen in a regional town like Broken Hill, you know, what's that experience been like for you? It's it's been very mixed. Mm. So um, I I love and hate living in a small town. <laughs> um, it's I guess the the bad parts are that um, you know you come out and the whole town knows. And because you know we don't have much queer representation in Broken Hill. Um, we've got the Broken Hill Festival, which happens in about September mm. um, each year, and that's um, just celebrating Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's amazing. That's brilliant. But other than that, we do not have any form of queer representation in this town. And I think that um, especially young kids who are my age um, have not been exposed to LGBTQ+, and that means that they're 
confusion can often turn that confusion into homophobia. So I um, I experienced um, a lot of homophobia at school, um, and that's that's also um, why I just that that's what keeps me going with the Rainbow Shoelace Project. Mm. Funnily enough, um, it has put a bigger target on my back. Like people, you know, bully me about signing the Rainbow Shoelace Project, but that makes me stronger and that makes me keep going because I go, this is the whole reason why I do this because for people who are experiencing what I'm experiencing. Um, I know that somewhere out there there's another kid who feels like me who's being bullied, but just by, you know, being able to identify who their safe people are and who they can talk to and who they can be their self around, it's just such a powerful thing. Mm. Do you think that regional upbringing really influenced you in starting this project? Oh, 100%, because, you know, I just... No one was doing anything about, you know... um, these LGBTQ plus kids feeling alone. So I thought if no one else is going to do it, I may as well do it. Mm, Absolutely. Now, this isn't your first outing, uh, helping out the community. You know, you volunteered in so many different organisations. You know, I'll list a few that I've got here. Clean Up Australia Day, Land Care, National Tree Planting Day. Uh, You've raised money for variety. You've even cut your hair to be made into a wig before. You know, what got you so involved in volunteering and community support? So I started volunteering... From the ripe age of five, right. I think. Um, <laughs> so I joined. I joined the Broken Hill Sea Scouts, and then through that, I, I learned about the environment. And um, when I was eight, as you said, I donated thirty-five centimeters of my long hair. And um, when I was eight, I raised money for um, variety, so I managed to raise three thousand five hundred dollars. Right. Which you know, to me now, because um, of how far I've come, I look at that and I go. Oh, that was nothing, but like, <laughs> you know, um, it's just, it just, it really, that sort of thing has encouraged me and has kept me going to now. And um, another thing I want to mention is Love Your Sister, which is a mm-hmm. cancer research charity that I've also raised money for in the past. So um, it was started by Samuel Johnson and he lost his sister Connie to breast cancer. Um, and Love Your Sister is a $15 million um, strong uh, charity um, and yeah when I was 12 so I think it was in 2021 that we did Crazy Sock Day um, but uh, I raised $20,000 for Love Your Sister then so you know I did lots of stuff to do with cancer research and then um, obviously last year I started with my LGBTQ plus advocacy and um, you know fundraising so that I will say that like I just feel like I'm able to help people like me, but also show who I am mm. now. Like I yeah. have come to terms with who I am so much more now that like, it's basically my job um, to, you know, show people who I are, who I am and um, to, you know, advocate for others like me. So yeah, I honestly couldn't picture myself doing anything else. Mm. You know, you mentioned, you know, that, opportunity for identity there uh, and what good it's done for you know you know personally we always talk about how volunteering is so good for the soul and stuff have mm. you seen that have you felt that oh 100 percent. like obviously you don't just volunteer for yourself but mm. you know the benefits that it has on you and how absolutely incredible it makes you feel is it's just such a beautiful thing um you know getting to see um you know the whole time that I've been volunteering, getting to see the smiles that I can put on people's faces and getting to see how much I can help others just by, you know, volunteering time out of my day. 
um to you know make such a huge impact on someone else it's just yeah it's absolutely incredible hmm. Uh, so, you know, you, you mentioned there, of course, volunteering is not done for yourself and it's not done for recognition either. But, you know, for your efforts, you were named the New South Wales Young Volunteer of the Year and the Volunteer of the Year, I should say, back in 2021. What did that feel like? Oh, my gosh. I just, just hearing that title takes me back <laughs> right into the moment. I literally almost fainted when I was walking up on stage. Like, that's how absolutely, like, shocked I was. And I think that, you know, being able to prove to people that no matter how old you are, no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, you know, good things happen to you when you do good things for other people. And I will say I got quite bad um, imposter syndrome when I won that award. Mm. Um, I felt like, you know, someone else deserves this way more than I do like someone out there is doing way more than me and you know that's 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 one thing that I do really struggle with it's it's um you know putting down the things that I do because I don't think I do enough and I feel like I could be doing more um but also like um it's it's a lot of work it is a lot of work and um you know getting to see how much people benefit from the work that I do, I feel like that kind of makes my imposter syndrome go away a little bit because I can see that, you know, I am helping people and, yeah, I, yeah it really it really helps. Absolutely, and very well deserved, if I may say so. <laughs> so, of course, you know, you're very young still and you are managing Balancing School and the Rainbow Shoelace Project and everything else that you do. How are you going with balancing all that? Oh, my gosh. So, there are good days and bad days. I wish <laughs> that. Um, so it's, it's very tiring, but honestly, it's just the tiredness pays off for, you know, how it's, it's fun as well. Like it's fun. Like, um, I've just been to world pride in Sydney and, you know, um, that's obviously that opportunity came from the rainbow shoelace project. So mm. not only did I get to bring the rainbow shoelace project to Sydney world pride, but I also got to experience world pride for myself and I can't even explain how, how seen I felt there. Like I, I went to um, the Pride March over the Sydney Harbour Bridge and I literally, I saw all the people and I just started crying because I've never, I've never seen that before and I've never, I've never seen so many people get up so early just to march for who they are, you know? Like it, it was just getting to, you know, getting all these opportunities out of the Rainbow Shoelace Project, it's, it's just, it's absolutely amazing for a young teen, honestly. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll hit Sydney Pride in just a little bit because I am really keen to talk about that. But, you know, here at Student Edge, we love hearing about people's student lives, of course. You know, how would you describe yourself as a student? Um, I, I'm, I'm very quiet at school, yeah. which is surprising because I'm here and I'm just, like, talking a lot and I come across as quite a confident person. But at school, um, you know, I... I pay attention. I love school. I, I love learning. Um, I'm very much so an English person over a maths person. <laughs> that was the next um, question. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, I, I am – yeah, English is my favourite subject and I absolutely adore school, but I don't adore lunch and recess. That's, right, that's yeah. the two things that um, – and even in class sometimes, like I was saying how I had a hard time at school and, you know, it's just – over the past year um, with me coming out to the world, because obviously you can't be invisible at school and then be an advocate and be out loud and proud on social media. That's just not how it works. Um, you either have to go for it or hide who you are, and I, I just didn't want to have to hide who I was. So I obviously came out and 
that had a massive impact on my schooling life. Um, and, you know, going to school was really difficult um, at some times, and it still is sometimes because, um, you know, it just depends. I go to school and I wake up in the morning and I think to myself, I wonder if I'm going to get yelled at or people are going to be homophobic to me today. But, um, yeah, so that, that that is a struggle sometimes, but I still absolutely love school and I think that... Um, you know, it's a really important thing. School is so important. And, you know, I try not to let that stop me from having a good education. Mm. Do you think, you know, with the success and, you know, the massive impact that you've seen with the Rainbow Shoeless Project, you're able to kind of move past some of those difficulties that you have in school? Definitely. Honestly, as I said before, those comments... You know, sometimes they make me question if I should keep doing the Rainbow Shoelace Project, but ultimately, now that I think of it, they almost keep me, they keep me going. You know, they, I show, that they show me that, you know, there's so much more to progress in the world and, you know, just by me doing this, I'm helping the world progress and, um, you know, hopefully um, stopping it from happening to other people a little bit um, because I know you can't change people's opinions overnight, like, really quickly but over time you know we're getting better you know the world has changed so much but it still has a long way to go I think um but ultimately their comments make me stronger as a person and I know that I'm tackling an issue that's bigger than them and I'm you know helping people I'm helping a whole community that's so much bigger than what they have to say so yeah looking now back to the actual project itself I've just seen you've just passed 82,000 packs of beads that have been given out. In your your wildest dreams, did you imagine it going this big? I I had no idea. So fast forward back to the start of the Rainbow Shoelace Project, we literally started by having a laminated A4 piece of paper and it had six packs of rainbow beads Mm. stuck to it. And we stuck it up at Woolies and um, I was like absolutely stoked when those six packets of beads had been gone within like a week. So then we kept putting it up and then we got to a point where we were giving away about 100 packs of beads a week in my community and that was like, that was ages ago. So now if you told me back then when I'd first put that poster up at Woolies that (laughs) we had reached 82,000 packs of beads across Australia and the world, I honestly, I I don't know if I would have believed you. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just come across, it's like, it's come so far. Like, I just, in such a short time too, like, it's completely blown up. And, you know, people's reactions are so amazing. Mm. Now, uh, you've recently been recognised and it's been a big part of your success. It's been recognised by some queer icons in Australia. You know, Christian Hull and Joel Creasy yeah. have both been seen sporting sporting the rainbow beads. What's that been like for you? meeting these people especially? Like, I have been fans of both those people <laughs> for a very long time, mm. way before I started this project. And now that they, not only do they know who I am, but they they love a project that I've started. You know, it's just, it's so surreal. Like, I just, Joel Creasy and Christian Hull, like, two of the biggest queer Australian icons, like, ever. Mm. Um, and... <laughs> It just it's so it's just so crazy like I never would have thought that that would ever happen and you know those two amazing people who inspire me knowing that they've seen something that inspires them 
it it just blows my mind, honestly. Mm. Uh, now, of course, we can't forget about Sydney World Pride. You know, we just finished over the weekend. Uh, you just got back to Broken Hill yesterday, I think. Yeah, uh, we did. But you got to be there for it. You weren't always going to go. But a friend of the show, Lucas from Glossy Boys, he had something to do with it. Can you tell us this story? So I'm just going to fast forward back to how me and Lucas met. Mm. So we actually both met through Christian Hull. Um, He both um, shouted out our projects or his business and my project at about the same time. Um, And I saw um, Lucas on Christian Hull's social media and I was like, he is absolutely amazing. Like, not only is it another 13-year-old who is an entrepreneur, but also he's absolutely brilliant. Like, I really want to connect with him. So um, I just sent him a DM on Instagram and he DM'd me back and then we got talking and our mums became such good friends. Like, <laughs> they talk all the time. And um, his mum really helps my mum out with, like, business and stuff like that. So, yeah, we, we became really close. And... Um, we, we went to Luke, like my mum texted Lucas's mum saying, look, we can't get, we can't get, um, a sponsor for World Pride. You know, we, we just, we don't know. We don't know what to do. Like we, we don't think we can go. Um, and Lucas's mum was like, we'll see what we can do. And they posted us on their LinkedIn and we got, um, we got flights and we also got, um, a sponsor that gave us $5,000 for beads and um, accommodation and stuff like that, which, you know, I remember when Lucas told me, I just, I'm so grateful for Lucas and his mum. They're two of the most amazing human beings that I've ever met in my life. And obviously we wouldn't have even gone to World Pride if it weren't for them. So, you know, thanks to Lucas and his mum. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, Lucas did surprise you with the tickets in a video that you can go watch he on did. socials. I absolutely recommend doing that because it's an amazing video. What's going through your head at that moment as he's telling you? As I said in the video, I couldn't even, my brain was just <laughs> buzzing. Like I wasn't expecting him to say that. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, at that point in time, I just thought that I had just accepted the fact that we probably weren't going to Sydney. And obviously I was very disappointed, but you know, there was still that little bit of hope in me. Mm. And when Lucas told me my world just exploded, like exploded in the best way possible like my brain just I just yeah as I said I'm just I just felt so grateful that we (laughs) know them like and you know obviously as you know I've said this before but I'm just a broken hill kid and like I you know have never really gotten to experience something like world pride before so you know when I found out that I was going I was just like this is going to be the best experience of my life of course so I I was so so excited Mm. Now, it's your first Pride, you know, you're still a young person. World Pride in Sydney was a major, major event. What was the atmosphere like for you? It was absolutely just the most incredible atmosphere. You know, being around all these incredible queer people who were like me and our allies was just, it's something I've never experienced in my life. And, you know, the atmosphere and you know, just the overall mood of it was just brilliant. It was so, it was so fun and I just felt so safe, you know, like I just felt like I could really be who I was and feel celebrated. So it was, it was absolutely amazing. Hmm. Now, just before we got on 
the recording today, we were talking about, you know, marching across the bridge in the actual Pride March. Uh, that was on Sunday morning. What was that like for you? I actually started crying when I saw so we were we were on the train going um going to the point where we started the march and I saw all the people who were just at the front and seeing those thousands and thousands of people walking over the Sydney Harbour Bridge you know for like to show who they are you know you know they were marching for for their pride and you know just seeing that there were so many people that got up so early in the morning <laughs> just to just to walk and show who they were it just i just i just started crying cuz i was just so emotional like i just yeah it was absolutely so beautiful um and you know getting to actually walk over the harbor bridge it was very exhausting it was 4k's um it was it was a 4k walk but it was so, so worth it. Like, it was so incredible. And it was the second time in history that, that the Sydney Harbour Bridge has been closed for a walk. So, you know, we were making history and there were 50,000 people there. So that that's just that's just incredible. That's a crazy number. Mm. So. 50,000 other people there and you had the beads with you. What kind of reaction did you get from all of the other Pride goers uh, to the Rainbow Shoelace Project? So we didn't give out beads at the Pride March, mm-hmm. but we had given out beads in Oxford Street. Um, so we gave out beads the day before the march and the day of the march. We were very tired afterwards. I can imagine. But <laughs> we gave away um, a couple of thousand packs of beads and just, you know, people would walk past and look at me and go, "What? You, like, what is this? It's just beads. And then I'd explain the story to them and they'd go, that's like that's crazy like that's so like such a beautiful message and you know what was the most insane thing I think of the whole thing was that there were people coming up to me and going are you Abby from the Rainbow Shoelace Project and I was like you know who I am like like they'd, they'd see me and and um lots of people asked while we were doing the march like they'd look over at me and they'd go I think that's Abby from the Rainbow Shoelace Project and they'd come up to me and I'm like, guys, like, this is insane. Like, I can't believe that you know who I am. And um, there were also lots of um, young kids who were in primary school who came up to me and were asking for my photo because they had seen me on BTN, which is something that they, um, it's like, it's like every Friday they normally watch it in class. Hmm. So, yeah, it was crazy because I had all these little kids come up to me and they knew who I was. <laughs> so that was, that was amazing. And I just I feel so grateful that people even take the time to say hi to me hmm. because they know who I am. I can absolutely imagine. Now, you're back in Broken Hill now. What's next yeah. for the Rainbow Shoe Project? Oh, that's the thing. That's Shoe what, like, mum and I were, like, right after World Pride finished, we were like, what now? Like, what are we going to do now? What is our goal? Um, so I think our goal now is to get um, at least one person in each primary school or high school in Australia wearing beads. We want to get as many packs of beads out to schools as we possibly can. Um, and I think mum wants to get more um, corporate sponsors mm-hmm. um, just because the Rainbow Shoelace Project is entirely self-funded yeah. um, by my mum. <laughs> it's very <laughs> expensive. Um, so I think that, you know, our next goal is to um, get the word out to schools more and also get a sponsor. So, yeah, I think that that's our two goals. We'll probably find some more goals in the future, but as of now, 
we're just still trying to figure it out completely. Well, sponsors, <laughs> if you are listening, I urge you to jump on board. Uh, I won't keep you for too much longer, Abby, but just a final couple of reflection questions we do ask everyone here on the show. You know, we often ask people to reflect on their journey so far. You know, you're only a few years in, but is there any important lessons you've learned or anything that you might change? Honestly, I just wish that, you know, I'm so confident in who I am now and I just wish that um, I could tell my literally year ago self to not be so afraid Hmm. Um, because, you know, living in a world where you can't be who you are and you can't show who you are and you have to hide yourself, it's just, it was absolutely like, it was so horrible to have to go through that. Hmm. But now that... I've started this project and I have so many beautiful people supporting me. I just know that I can be who I am and I can, like, I don't have to hide anymore. Um, So I just wish that, you know, throughout my journey, I could just go back in time and tell myself to just open up faster. Like, I wish that I could just tell myself to not be afraid to open up. Um, And also, I just think that, um, you know, if I could... Like, at the start of the Rainbow Shoelace project, I was so scared because I was like, this is not going to go anywhere. Like, all this work is going to mean nothing to anyone. Like, I I don't even think that, you know, this is going to change one person's life, but, you know, it just – it has. And that's what I've learned, you know, actions speak louder than words and, you know, um, such a small action can completely change someone's life. So, yeah, that's what I've learned. Mm. And then, you know, you've answered this a bit already, but something we ask everyone here on the show is their advice for their teenage self. Now, you are your teenage self. Uh, I am my teenage so self, yeah. Instead, what I'll ask is, you know, what advice you might have for young people like yourself? I think, um, you know, loving who you are and, you know, being who you are is, like, one of the hardest things to ever do. And some adults can't even do that yet. But, mm. but just... I feel like the faster you learn to love yourself and love who you are and celebrate who you are, the more enjoyable your life will be. Um, And I just think that, you know, there are always people who love you. There are always people that will support you. And, you know, as hard as it is to believe that sometimes, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a fact, you know, you know, everyone has a purpose in the world and, you know, it's hard to believe that sometimes, but, you know, I think that my message is just to know that there's always someone like you and that there's always someone that's going to love you for who you are. Hmm. Abby, you can upset any better than that. Before I let you go, where can we find you? Where can we find the Rainbow Shoelace Project? So we are on all socials mm-hmm. um, just as Rainbow Shoelace Project. So that's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, things like that. And you can order beads and donate uh, via our website, which is rainbowshoelaceproject.com.au. Hmm. That wraps us up here for How Did I Get Here Today? You can find us, student underscore edge on Instagram, student edge on TikTok, search us up student edge or How Did I Get Here on YouTube and head to studentedge.org for all our articles, podcasts, deals, competitions, career tips, education advice and much, much more. Abby, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing.